0: Hey, everybody, before we get into the episode, want to make sure that you guys have taken your safeguards training. You go to DealerEducationPortal.com. Luke's done it. I'm in the process. You've got to get it done ASAP.
1: I'll tell you, the guys and girls over at TIEDA, the Texas Independent Dealer Association, really made this simple for us all. It's affordable. It it outlines everything. There's materials you can download from there to put up your book to help train your staff your staff has to take it too super inexpensive dealereducationportal.com from TIEDA will get you get you ready for the December 9th deadline for safeguards and all the things you need to do with
0: that Okay, and here's our episode.
2: You are listening to The Independent Dealer Podcast
0: with hosts Luke Godwin and Jeff Watson. Hello, everyone, and welcome
1: to another episode of The Independent Dealer Podcast brought to you by Buckeye Dealership Consultant. Today, it's just me, Jeff. Jeff wicked out on us. So uh, unfortunately, I don't know where he is. He, uh, he may be in another country. He may be in Mexico. Um, I don't know, Ron, but today we got a special guest, Ron Heider from Hyder marketing advertising and marketing in virginia and ron i'm sure a lot of people have seen some of your uh some of your sessions at conventions. so introduce yourself and tell
2: us what you do sure well first appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here on the podcast today been following you guys for a long time you and i had the chance of meet wow years ago years ago uh ciada one of those expos so uh, typically, what I do, I've got a marketing management agency. I'm 100% focused in automotive. I made that shift probably about 12, 13 years ago, and just really kind of dialing in, helping dealers, you know, manage their marketing and advertising campaigns. I've had hey, the great, yeah. Sorry. Hey, Ron, are
1: you are you are you majority in the independent space? Is that really what you? Yeah, we're on? probably
2: about 80% independent dealers right now. That's spent great. A long, yeah, spent a long time with franchise dealers. And just candidly, a lot of the factories and OEMs started doing my job. And it's hard to compete with a factory when they offer it to their franchisees for free. I said, hey, I got to go find some new people to talk to. And met a few independents. That opened a few doors. Very active with our VIADA. Got to meet CIADA. Went down to Georgia, Florida. Recently was in Texas. And just I've had the great privilege of speaking multiple times at NIADA, a lot of the state conventions, the old NABD. I how you were watching that uh, your conversation the other day. You guys were talking about this, like, wow, why'd they change your name again? It's like they keep changing. Like, you guys keep changing the name. So,
1: yeah, I but, might get uh, in trouble.
2: If, I might get
1: in trouble if I talk about the, the name change again. But, uh, Ron, you okay, know, we're going to edit that out. No, we'll, out le- we'll let it roll. Um, <laughs> Ron, you know, one of the things I like because you only work with independents, you know, you understand our budgets, right? And you understand what it means to be an independent. A lot of times you talk to these bigger ad firms or, or whatever, you know, the first thing they're gonna hit you with is $10,000. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But but you aren't like that. And you give back so much to uh, to our community by speaking and doing, and doing things like that. We really appreciate it and and glad to have you. Um, Today, we're gonna to talk about three tips for a better marketing platform, better marketing campaign, I guess. Um, and again, people have seen you kind of speak to this what, the first question I have for you, what is the one thing that most dealers are doing wrong?
2: Well, we've seen most dealers do wrong. This is just from my outside. A lot of them try to act like a much bigger, you know, independent, or even some of their franchise counterparts. You know, technology's great. You know, the whole move into digital retailing, chat, You know, all this technology, but at the end of the day, an independent has a great opportunity, and I believe a great marketing platform to be human, right? And to make that human connection. And again, not forsaking technology, not forsaking all these tools that are available to us, but just embrace who you are, right? You're a family owned dealership. You don't have to look like the big, you know, publicly traded you know, shop that might be five miles down the street. Be who you are, right? People still buy from people. We want to, you know, know you, like you, trust you. And an independent has a superior advantage to deliver that message far above. Again, your bigger dealers, the franchise guys, the OEMs, you know, just really be human. Is that that yeah, it make makes a lot of sense. And, I, and
1: I'll actually throw in an antidote here. Uh probably 10 years ago, um, I decided that for some reason that saying that we were a buy here, pay here store was bad. It was a bad connotation. And I think there's been there's been several, I've talked to several dealers about this that kind of started thinking that same way too. And we were trying to brand a different way. we're not we're not a buy here, pay here. We we own the finance company, you know, whatever you want to say, but in the end. And I wasted a lot of money trying to figure that out. Um, and but in the end, I decided that you know what, uh, what am I? Who am I fooling? We are a small, independent buy here, pay here dealership, and we're family owned, family run. And I just have to embrace that. But until I, you know, rammed that into my skull, uh, I, I was going down the wrong marketing camp, the wrong, wrong marketing, you know, slice. I was trying to do this, trying to do that not being who we really are and i and i agree i mean dealers have have that problem uh and, and really no matter if you're retail buy here pay here lease here, pay here whatever you can go down the wrong hole and and i see that with retail dealers you know trying to be volume leaders in this, that, and this and other and giving up mm-hmm. profit and in the end it just doesn't work you can't be Vroom. you can't be carvana um but you can be you right
2: oh yeah totally and um yeah just again embracing who you are i've often said it in other things sort of like an automotive cliche you know pick your lane right pick a lane there's a lot of lanes we can choose from and there are some independents that are pretty successful in that more technology driven they kind of want to feel more like that Uh, again larger independence the big franchise you know the big publicly traded companies but these are guys that tend to operate in you know Bigger metropolitan areas; they're very digitally savvy themselves. That's also what they wanted the dealership to become. I venture to say, again, I've had a chance to meet hundreds of you know you and your fellow dealerships, for the most part, it's second, third generation, family owned. The family's there. You're very visible in the dealership. We should just embrace that, you know, just and really, you know, pick that lane. And say this is who we are. You know, we are you know, a smaller hands-on, but I think consumers will really appreciate that. They get to talk to the owner, the owner's wife. They see the kids. They see you out in the restaurants, right? It just becomes more of that family community. And again, we still want to be professional. I mean, we're not saying don't do that, but just just embrace who you are. Just add add that human connection. For sure
1: the more you give out to your community, more people see you doing that definitely is, is the way to go there. I, I mean, we've been advertising in our local, uh, local market, uh, probably within, you know, about 90 miles for, for 10 years, 10 plus years on, on TV. And my daughter's now 10 and she's been with me the whole time. And, and what's funny is we will be out to dinner. We'll be out doing this. And they'll be like, uh, I know y'all, mm-hmm. I don't know them, but they, but they understand that we are family and, and it really yeah. goes a long way. Um, Ron, so is that is that
2: one of the first tips is, is to be who you are? Oh, definitely. And I would, you know, just come right out of the gate. That would be the first thing that I would tell anybody with any kind of marketing campaign. You know, decide who you are, be you, you know, make that human connection and you know, just push that concept with everything that you do, all your marketing pieces. That will then help set the tone with whatever you're doing like you just mentioned right you got you your daughter your whether you do doing tv cable streaming radio digital ads social media you know that just becomes sort of the platform that you build that whole campaign off of. it's just it's it, you know it, it's who you're going to become um and that really leads incredibly well into the whole social media phenomenon
0: okay guys jump in real quick uh Luke did a great job running this episode by himself. I mean, I don't know, he brought me in for these ad reads, but we're gonna tell you about Buckeye because you know they're a great sponsor of the podcast. They stand behind the Buy Here, Pay Here dealer, and they stand behind all dealers, really. If you're gonna get into reinsurance, they're the company to go with. Because one thing I've found, and and in complete transparency, I don't use Buckeye right now. I'm, I'm still with my previous reinsurance company who was a previous sponsor of the podcast, so I'm a loyal guy, but, I am finding, and this is something I told them the other day in one of my reviews, is Buckeye has a lot of innovative products. They are pushing the envelope of what is reinsurable, right, Luke? You, yeah, mean, you I, use some of those. Yes, I, I use uh, two reinsurance companies. Uh,
1: and, and Buckeye has the products that are that are a little outside the box. But they also have the original products as well. Uh, I use CPI through them, VSI through them, PSI through them. Um, Anything we can find that's and Buckeye that can find that's reinsurable in your dealership, they can do it. Help you save money, not give money to other people that you would normally give it to. And that's what matters.
2: One of the things that I did want to talk about, you know, at least bring up today is, you know, it's not going away. Social media is here, right? But I believe a lot of dealers are doing it wrong and I get the rub, and I'm probably going to be viewed as a little bit contrarian here, but I've spoken about this. You know, we all want to go in and do the product, right? We're talking about our car in the morning and posting our SUV at noon and hitting them with the truck at the end of the day. And that's we such a wrong way ahead. to do it. Oh, yeah. Then we come back, we're like, hey, nobody's engaging. I got all these followers, but nobody's engaging with us. Like, that's not what the platform was ever built for. You know, it's a it's social called- media platform. Yeah.
1: It's It's called social. It's called social media, not product media, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. And so we have seen huge increases with engagement and just people, you know, commenting with us. And again, making that connection with people in the community when we start showcasing our people, showcasing you know, all the different uh, players, people you might come in contact with, you know, it's kind of make up, you know, making up some names. You know, we did, you know, you could do a post and have a little picture or video, you know, Larry the lot boy, Tina the title girl, Bob the bookkeeper, right? And just because of people make that connection. And that's what the social media platform was built for. Uh, another area that we see dealers really falling down is tying into the local community. Again, we all want to try to be bigger. We're trying to have this persona. But man, talk about the local football game. Talk about what's happening. We're coming into Halloween in a few weeks. We're coming into the holidays. Talk about, you know, the best place to go see, you know, the holiday lights and just all the. I mean, these are things that will rise your dealership way above. And you people will start engaging. We'll be like, I like those guys. Wow. I mean, going back a few years ago with COVID. We actually spent more time with some of our dealers posting information on, you know, where people could, you know, file their unemployment, where they could, you know, get help with, you know, housing, whatever was going on in that window of time. And we had people commenting, coming back to us saying, you guys are giving us better information than we're getting from local government. I can't buy enough ads to get that kind of, you know, community feedback and community engagement. So. Just again, you know, it just ties back to you know, being you, being human, and using whatever platform that you're using. Right now, we're just kind of talking about the social media in particular, using it for the strength that it is. And I think dealers have forgotten in our quest to sell cars, it is a social media, it's a social platform first and foremost, and you need to attack it that way.
1: Yeah, you said something just a second ago that that made me that made me think, you know, typically when we think about social media, the first thing that comes to, to every dealer's mind, I think, is is Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I think rightly so. Is this just something you do on on Facebook or is it something that we do uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, whatever face pages out there, Snapchat or, or whatever? Is this is it? is it consistent across every platform is it every platform or should we really focus on on
2: one thing well i believe it's consistent across all the platforms now we have seen a shift and just if i can kind of maybe understand your question right here should you be engaged with every single platform i don't believe so i believe you should be engaged with the platforms you know understand and are going to be engaged with, but engaged with it for the right reasons and understanding, You know, again, what that platform's for. I mean, within automotive today, Facebook works really well. It's tied to Instagram, it's a very visual medium, that works really well. Two years ago, if you would have asked me if TikTok was somewhere to be, I would have said no, but because of their adoption rate, if you're if you're video inclined at the dealership, I would highly encourage you at least claim your you know claim your name, get the handle locked down because that is going to continue to grow unless we see a major uh, political, political shift, change a couple yeah. of years you know a couple years from now where you know it might lose that option. But today, that is the m- most wildly adopted platform that's out there and and just but again it's still it's still making that human connection you know people are going to these platforms looking for to connect with other people people that they know people they like people they want to follow or people that they want to get to know and so some of the dealerships that we see that are just crushing it on social media it's all based on a human connection it's the sales reps talking to people they're talking to the customers they're out in the community, you know, they're just living life, and showing people like, hey, I'm I'm a human being like you, of course, we want to sell you a car, I want to sell you, you know, and, you know, help you with gap insurance, and extended service contracts, I mean, that that's all part of it, but it doesn't have to be based on just, I'm just going to hammer you with product offer, product offer, product offer, it's like, we get, you know, we, we need to get to know them, but that's yeah, I but, a little bit, but did that kind of answer no, your question?
1: 100%. Now, if we if we decide that we do want to actually run ads ad specific to a, a social media, um what what should those ads look like? Because um ads, you know, ads aren't necessarily uh about Bob the the bookkeeper. They're about they are about product. So, how can we how can we successfully run, uh, you know, one of those type of campaigns and what, what should it look like? Is it branding? Is
2: it a product? I mean, what is it? Well, I'll try to give you maybe I can give you a specific example. So won't name names, just want to protect the innocent out there. Right. But uh, we're working with a dealership. It's a family owned dealership about 30 years under the belt. We started with more but I would say institutional type video, drone shots, shots of the dealership. And it was a solid message, right? Better quality cars, great selection, fast and easy financing. And that would have worked well in a more, what I would say, polished, bigger, again, you know, somebody we compete with, right? A bigger name dealership. We did, That campaign was not getting the success that we wanted to. We decided to take the three brothers who are in the dealership, one's in sales, one's in finance, one's back in the shop, but everybody knows these guys. We said, you know what? Let's have you start and end the ad. Hi, I'm Ron, hi, I'm so-and-so, hi, I'm this guy, welcome to our dealerships, let's show you around and let's explain why we're the better choice when you go shopping for a better, nicer, newer car. And then we went through kind of that same content You know, better quality cars, better reconditioning, better warranties, easy financing. We'll get you the payment plan you're looking for. Wrap it up with them. Come in and see us. They made that same message, you know, which was a sales-oriented message. We want to sell you a car. We want to sell you a truck. We want to sell you an SUV. But we put, we used them to deliver the message. And it completely transformed the campaign. Yeah, we've seen
1: that. Yeah, for sure, and that's the reason I said, uh, yeah, that's how, um, that is how, uh, how we shaped it, and it's it's me and it's my daughter. We're you know we're introducing you. You're bring, we're bringing you out, and that humanizes us, right?
2: Totally, yeah. It makes you approachable. I may never see you in the dealership, but you know what? When I see you, you know, on TV, whether it's streaming across, you know, through a social media channel, but I see their content. I think I know you, right? How many people think they know Jeff Bezos from Amazon? Nobody knows this guy, but they think they do because they see his picture. Elon Musk, same thing. These guys are very good at bringing their massive organizations down to the human level where you think you know them, you know, you oh, yeah, think, for sure. Um, but you don't, but we can do the same exact thing. Again, you know, you mentioned some of them, whether it's, you know, Carvana, Vroom, CarMax, they're never going to humanize it because that's out of their model. But we have that, you know, I think competitive advantage, you know, to be able to do that with our dealership, you know, and just, and now if the dealer doesn't want to be there, I totally understand, you know, but, uh, you know, they don't want to be the face of the dealership. Most independents I've met over the years are very comfortable with that. Because again, you're dealing with, you know, first second third generation it's a family-owned people know you you're well known in the community and that is just a great avenue you know again just for lack of better terms again i kind of coined it you know you, you just pick that lane pick that lane mm-hmm. and with
0: so guys uh, interrupt the podcast pastime gps um when we talk about you know marketing and, and getting our name out there it's only as good as what you can collect, right? I mean, we need to make sure we're keeping our hands on the assets, whether you're a buy here, pay here dealer, or whether you are a retail dealer and you just don't want your car stolen off your lot. GPS is, it's just crucial. It's crucial these days. It's,
1: it's super crucial. I wish we could figure out, which past time could figure out a way to GPS um, catalytic converters. Um, <laughs> that, would be, that would be a moneymaker. We could catch some bad guys. But you know, how many retail friends I have talk about, hey, we're putting these wireless devices at every single one of them. We don't ever have to worry about where that car is in the in the recon process. Um, it got stolen last night. We don't know where it is. All these possibilities by using a simple device. Call pass time, check them out. They'll hook you up with a deal, right, Jeff?
0: Yeah, that you get one free GPS when you order your first five. So if you're a new customer, they're going to give you one free when you order your first five. Uh, maybe if you order 10, they'll give you two. I don't know. Maybe if you tell Luke, he'll send you one. I don't know. But right now, that's what they're doing. So great guys, great sponsors of us. So uh, frequent them. Uh, back to the podcast.
1: Yeah. And, you not know, not- I, and, yes. And, and dealers have massive egos. So getting us in front of the camera is really not a hard thing. Not to, a to big do. issue most of the time.
2: So um, <laughs> is, is YouTube a social media platform? So YouTube would be a hybrid, and okay. I've been uh, I've been preaching about the benefits of YouTube for years. Where, okay, obviously YouTube's owned by Google, biggest so uh, biggest search engine on the planet. YouTube is the second largest search engine on the planet. It's just a video based search engine. The vast majority of people go to YouTube looking for how do I do this, how do I find that. How can, you know, how can I solve this issue? When it comes to automotive, this is why I'm a huge fan of the platform, they've told us exactly what they want to see as far as content goes, right? They want to see uh, yeah, dealership introduction videos. They want to get to know you, right? They kind of like, okay, I'm thinking of plunking down 15, 20, 25,000 Who are these guys, you know? And can I know them, like them, trust them? They're looking for walk arounds, you know, they kind of want to see what that vehicle looks like, which helps feed into the digital retailing, you know, marketing your vehicles, putting that out there. Uh, One thing they'd really like to see are virtual test drives. You have a lot of fun with these, Hmm. you know, get the sales rep, get somebody driving the car. And just like you would take somebody for a test drive in the car, you know, follow your circle, do a test drive on that car, just make it virtually. You can, you know, feed these to the website, feed these back to, you know, link it to the inventory page, put it on Google. I mean, and all that starts building traction, you know, for your marketing. Uh, what makes YouTube then a social media platform is there's a lot of influencers out there. There's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of sketches going on. And so it becomes what I believe the term marketers would call it. It's a blue ocean of opportunity, right? So. We've got, you know, if you look at the stats, you know, not to bury people with stats, but I've got about 82% of licensed adult-aged drivers on the platform every week. That's a huge number. They spend just over 40 minutes every time they go online. Yet I've got 12% of independent (laughs) dealers participating. I'm the marketer. I'm not a rocket scientist, but I can, I can run that number and say, wow, I got 80% of the customer base on the platform. They're there for 40 minutes every time they go online, but only 12% of my, comp, of my uh, competition's on there. Maybe I should take a look at that platform.
1: And, and so is, is it just videos we produce here or, we, or should we be spending money on advertisers, pre-roll ads and things like that um, on YouTube?
2: It could be both. So what I would encourage you to do, because it doesn't have to be a super slick. YouTube's kind of weird in their platform, right? Because some people view it as a streaming platform, and that is part of it. But it's still people looking to make a real connection. We found if we get too slick with the production, viewership drops off. But if it's too cheesy, then nobody takes you seriously. So it's kind of finding that sweet spot in the middle we find, and if you've got a decent iPhone, and Android, you got a DSLR, you're good to go, you know, get a, get a hand, you know, maybe get a gimbal. If you really want to spend a lot of money, a gimbal is simply, it's a piece. It'll allow you to hold on, uh, to the iPhone and it stabilizes the shot. It makes a nice smooth shot. You can buy a few hundred bucks used on Amazon Yeah, and that'll make a really professional, and Again, just become who you are. Hey, guys, this is Ron, ABC Car Dealership. Today, I want to walk you through our finance program. Here's how fast and easy it is. We're going to get you in and out of here in you know, 30 minutes or less, showcase the dealership, interview the people, you know, do different comparisons. Hey, guys, this is Ron, ABC Car Dealership. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between the Silverado, the F-150, and the Tundra. Talk a little bit about that. This is content they told us they're looking for. And then you make this end it with the sales pitch. Guys, guess what? You're in luck. We don't play favorites. We know you love all of them. We've got all of them. Come on down and see me. Let's talk about it. And so you can turn it into a selling message while you were presenting the product.
1: Nice. I like that. And so we'll move on to your third tip. What is one what 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 of the third the third thing we should be doing as car dealers? Yeah,
2: the third thing most dealers have kind of come on board with this, and that is getting active and staying active with their Google Business Profile. Okay, Google is working incredibly hard to make this the automotive shopping destination, right? We have dedicated Google reps. I go to the Google meetings. We hear what their plans are. And I can tell you what they're hoping to do is put those third-party listing sites out of business. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, and I think most dealers are, right? Because it's a ton of money. So they've got these platforms built with live inventory updates, product updates, service updates. You can showcase your products. Everything is coming through that Through through that profile, they can map you, call you, message you, look at the cars, VDPs come right up. You can stream video. I mean, this platform is so robust, we haven't even begun to really touch all of the features. And I personally think Google kind of saw that they sort of missed the boat with a lot of these third parties coming on. So then they started building out this platform and said, here it is. You know, they kind of act like a drug dealer. It's all free. And at the end of the day, they do want us to run ads on the platform because that's how they make their money. I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah. But they built this platform for us. And I'd venture to guess any one of the dealers listening to this, you logged into your Google Analytics and you just said, Where's my best traffic coming from? You're going to see that Google My Business or the Google Business profile listed. You are going to have people sp- looking at more pages viewing more cars, spending more time on your website than any other platform you're engaged with. And it's completely free to use.
0: Luke, All right, Jeff. Guess, guess what time it is, buddy? It's it's tax time. It's tax time. <laughs> let that money flow, Luke. Just let it flow. Guys, uh, taxes are coming. We're desperate. Our customers are desperate. Everyone needs another handout from the government
1: uh <laughs> yeah we're getting about higher interest rates but we'll digress right
0: <laughs> i will take that handout back from the government in the form of tax returns from my customers so guys fourth quarter um you need to be calling TaxMax and getting set up with their program and learning how to take advantage of it in your dealership it is the way to get your hands on the tax money before it is spent elsewhere because it will be spent elsewhere it's just our money jeff we paid it in let's get some of it back right tax max (laughs) tax max the best way to do it that's a good way to look at it yeah give them a call get set up uh taxmax.com so if if i'm a dealer and
1: and i know what google my business is profile um but i've not claimed it or not set it up how do you do that
2: it's just so easy whether you're in search (laughs) or maps if you haven't claimed it it'll have A little button sitting right there. Claim this business. Yeah. Click the claim. It takes maybe 72 hours. You put in your information. Google verifies it. They send you the code. You own it. Now you can go in. You can add people to help you manage it. Maybe add your salespeople, add your general manager, your finance, whoever you want managing that page. And then from there, basically create a marketing plan and say, hey, every week we're going to Put a post out about one of our vehicles, maybe put something about our finance offers. We're going to load video. We're going to load images of our vehicles. You know, the number one thing that uh, people look for are pictures of the dealership and pictures of the products. And so you can,
1: so let me get it straight. You can go on there and you can do all this and you can upload pictures. To make your Google My Business profile look better, right, and, and course, so people yeah. can understand what's going on, and that should that should also imitate your marketing you're doing everywhere else, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, I know a, a couple of years ago, they, um, uh, it was talked about that Google was going to be able to essentially load all your VDPs to your profile page. Has that happened yet, or is
2: it still going to happen? That is, I'd say seventy five percent done. Um. What I'd advise you to do, it's called the Cars for Sale tab. So what it is, you know, when you log into it, if you have a what's called a products tab, then you haven't been upgraded yet. And what I would encourage, you know, your your listeners to do and the other dealers out there, get with your web provider, get with your DMS, and say, hey, we need to get this cars for sale tab up there because it's about 70% live across the board right now. And what that does, that takes in real time your live inventory right from, you know, right from your management system and populates it right to that Google product page, which then looks and acts like cars.com, auto trader, pictures come up. That looks interesting. You click on it, you get the expanded view, you get the full VDP. Hey, I'm really interested in that. Click the button, you're on the website, they're booking a test drive, applying for credit, all those things. And again, it's absolutely free to use. So yeah, I just pull I just pulled mine
1: up. And I mean, it literally looks like a VDP. Yeah. Um, are are they is Google trying to get me to get rid of my website?
2: I don't know if they're going to try to get rid of the website or not, but what they want to become is a mini Amazon where you can do most everything you want to do without leaving the Google search environment. And yeah, we have I mean, seen- it, yeah. it gives me all
1: these insights. I mean, it looks, uh, it tells me this vehicle's listing price has not changed in 13 days. I mean, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, It's all right there. It's right there. So, but again, a lot of dealers, they're not really paying attention to it. And everybody's, you know, you know, we're all on those discussion groups and you're hearing people complain. oh, you know, Carfax just raised my rate and auto trader this. And these guys are like, well, you're not even paying attention to this platform right here. That's free. And right now. Yeah, that's free. And Google owns search. It's like 84, 86% of automotive searches start within the Google search bar use car dealer near me, use trucks for sale near me, whatever those hundred top search terms are. And that's how you can be, be part of that buyer's journey right out of the gate. And the ones that are participating with these platforms at Google My Business or Google Biz Profile specifically, you know, they're winning these battles. I mean, we're, you know, doing the exit surveys, you know, having those conversations with customers. We're seeing a large percentage of customers that aren't even going to the website. They're making a decision off that page They're saying, hey, reviews look good. I checked out their videos. I looked at a hundred pictures. Everything looks great. I'm going there. And so that's, that's a huge win. That's a huge that, win for you.
1: That is. And something you just said, you know, you get, now let everybody know, if you claim that profile, you're going to start getting reviews, right? You
2: will. <laughs> yeah. And and how do we manage those reviews, Ron? We answer them, all of them,
1: all of them
2: <laughs> Good and bad. Um, obviously, it's, it's easy to answer the good ones, right? Uh, but you've got to answer the bad ones. I was having a conversation with a family member last night talking about an automotive experience they had, and he was saying, "I should have paid attention to the reviews because after the fact, those guys lived up to that reputation, but he also told me they never once responded to any of the bad reviews. And you don't have to claim ownership of something that went bad. What you want to do is let people know you're paying attention and you're trying to make it right. You know, hey, Luke, so sorry to hear you had a bad experience. You know, we work hard at delivering, you know, great cars. Obviously, it didn't happen with you. We want to know, you know, how can we make this right? Here's our number. Here's the email. You know, put that in the review, 99% of the time, they're not gonna respond. But other customers are gonna see, wow, these guys are on top of it. They are trying to make this situation right. And if it is a situation where you've got the detail, you, know, you don't wanna go so far to get potentially litigious, but you can answer the claim. If somebody goes in and says, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, go back and say, hey, sorry you know we didn't live up to your expectation but there's two sides of every story here's our side you know there were only three wheels on when you brought the trade in all the lights were gone there wasn't even a radiator so it really wasn't you know we didn't take you to the cleaners as much so you can yeah. does that make sense
1: it does and, and, and there's no reason to get it you know i see some people sometimes they'll blame customers which you should never do um, you know, because we do make mistakes, uh, as business owners and as, uh, as car, uh, dealers, sometimes we screw up and, and sometimes you have to admit that you screwed up. Yep. I didn't handle that. Right. My bad. I was having a bad day. I can make it better now. Right.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that That's all. Yeah. You know, future customers are looking to say, well, what if something goes wrong with my deal? Are these guys going to try to make it right? Yep. That's what we want to see. And that, that's all you've got to do with.
1: Well, Ron, we really appreciate having you today. I really appreciate it since Jeff uh, Jeff's playing hooky somewhere. But Ron, if people wanted to get in touch with you, please give out your information. And everybody, I, I, I've known this guy for 10 years and Ron is always able to answer dealer's questions. He's always at conventions. So uh, personal recommendation, he's great. He doesn't do anything for me uh, in my marketing uh, yet, but the guy is the guy is straight up. So Ron, how does everybody get in touch with you?
2: Well, uh, my name is pretty much on every social media. Probably LinkedIn is the quickest one. Just hit Ronald A. Heider. You'll find me. Uh, they can hit us up on the website, six easy letters, H M A A D S dot com. Uh, they can get all the information right there. But probably LinkedIn, super easy, just at Ronald A. Heider, on Facebook, on Instagram. Right. Or hit me up on the website, HMA And Luke, I got to tell you, it's hard to compete with Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, she does handle the marketing side. She handles the marketing. <laughs> she's, she, she's a little better looking than I am, you know, I just got to fill that out and tell you, it's hard for me to compete when you've got somebody in house like that. You guys have cool. been doing a great job. I've always loved what you do. I've always appreciated, you know, just having the opportunity to hear from you and talk with you, just kind of get your perspective on things. So, Well, thanks, Ryan. appreciate um, and it. I am wishing all the independents. You know, my heart really is for the independents. There's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of guys just saying, you know, spend money, spend money, spend money. And you can sell more cars by spending less money if you have a good, solid strategic plan. And going back to the first thing we spoke about, man, just be you pick your lane be you
1: that is that is such valuable information ron thank you so much and we look forward to seeing you soon great thanks for having me appreciate it
2: dealers helping dealers please leave us a review and subscribe the independent dealer podcast